Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Long Distance Work Life, the podcast designed to help us thrive, survive, just generally keep the weasels at bay as we adjust to the ever-evolving work of remote work and hybrid work and figuring out who does what with which to whom where. I'm Wayne Termel. I am your host today. Marissa is not with us, but do not despair. We have an excellent conversation with a colleague of mine, Janice Chaka, and we are going to bring her in right now to discuss introverts and remote work and all of that good stuff. Ms. Janice, hello. Hi. <laughs> there you Thank go. You for that great introduction. Uh, just chair dancing away, which is what we love here on the show. Uh, Janice, very quickly, who are you? What is the career introvert? And then we'll get into our conversation. All right. So my name is Janice Chaka, and I am the CEO of the Career Introvert, which basically means I do a lot of things to help introverts be successful, whether it be courses, one-on-one -on -one coaching, leadership coaching, uh, keynote speaking, whatever it is, it's all designed to help introverts survive and thrive either in the workplace or starting their own business. Excellent. So here's why I wanted to have this conversation. There's been a lot of chat, most of it silly, about who thrives in remote work, who can be successful, who can't, who likes it, who doesn't. And one of the things, and it's not a myth in its entirety, is this notion that introverts love remote work and extroverts want to be in the office partying it up. And I saw by the look on your face, and for those of you listening to the audio, she has heard this nonsense more than enough. So let's start there. I mean, this notion of, you know, who likes to sit in the dark and work by themselves and who likes human companionship, the whole conversation has gotten a little out of hand. Well, because it's based on a lot of assumptions. It's based on the assumptions that introverts who get to work from home are in their ideal environment all the time, that they're not sitting at their kitchen table with the kids screaming around them or not taking care of an elderly relative or whatever their absolute amazing environment would be or you know not all of us have like three screens and an ergonomic chair and a table that does fancy things um a lot of the conversation is based on assumptions and don't get me wrong of course just like anything there are some people who definitely enjoyed it there was there's good points and bad points to all and it depends on the work that you do it depends on the community you have, the support you have, the mentorship you have, uh, the work environment, the, the culture of the organization. There's so many things that come into play that you can't just blanket statement. They're like, oh, all the introverts were super happy about the, the lockdown and we all had to work from home and they were all very, very happy. Because, I mean, have you tried to work from home with an extrovert partner? Frighteningly enough, as extroverted <laughs> as people think I am, I am one of those borderline extroverts who suck it up when I have to. And mm -hmm. on a scale of one to 10, my bride is an 11 extrovert. So yes, I feel your pain. <laughs> uh, my partner has to have noise on all the time. If it's not the TV, the radio, podcast, music, something. And I'm just, I, I, I have headphones. Luckily, there's enough space that we can do this in separate rooms. But not everyone has that luxury so yes there is lots of blanket statements there is a lot of assumptions 
and no one's asking no one's curious and people forget that we're all individuals and sometimes it's really nice to be in the office sometimes it's nice to not be in the office sometimes you need to do collaborative work sometimes uh whiteboards work better than zoom sometimes and tech fails and we don't have the space that we would like that would be good for us uh with plants and the natural sunlight i know there's just so much there and we just all forget that we're all human and individual and have individual needs and wants and desires that can make things good or bad and so we've struggled through three years and we've managed to make it work much to the absolute amazement of senior leadership largely who didn't for a moment believe this was going to work uh and and now we are in this weird transition time where we're returning to office kind of sort of and there's a feeling that you know, those ungrateful workers are resisting returning to the office. I get the sense, and this is why I wanted to have this conversation with you. I get the sense that a lot of people are happy to go back to the quote unquote good old days where everything that managed your career was about networking and being extroverted and drawing attention to yourself and all kinds of things. And that wasn't such a swell thing before, and I suspect it's probably not a swell thing now. Uh, what are you seeing in terms of return to the office and who's looking forward to it and who's not? Generally speaking, almost no one is looking forward to it. They look forward to it if there is degrees of flexibility, not if you have to be in every Friday or three days a week or five days a week if it doesn't work for the life that they have now created. Because life didn't stand still for these past three years. People got used to certain things, tried different things, got a taste of different things, and now want something else out of their work life. And organizations like haven't clued into that or are not being flexible enough for that. And as far as the having to be in the office and have that FaceTime so your manager can see you and know exactly what you're doing. The word of productivity is a whole other side segment on that. But what I'm seeing is a lot of people just wanting to know, okay, I want to show up. I want to spend time and do well at my work, but my bosses or my supervisors or whoever's in charge expectations are still back in 2019. And it hasn't moved forward because as far as they're concerned, we need to go back to normal. And in their minds, normal is whatever used to happen in 2019. And so you find a lot of people struggling to communicate. And especially now where a lot of people are being laid off, communicate their worth because they feel that they have to do the go back to the office or else I will be cut because it is now used as a retaliatory, retaliation, retaliation. Retaliation, retaliatory um, thing. And if you do well, you get to stay working from home. But if the boss doesn't like you, you have to come back into the office. It's used as a tool to, to bash people over the head. And it's, it's really vindictive and petty. And it shows, it highlights just how bad managers are, how much training managers haven't had to be leaders in a remote environment, in a hybrid. And, and hybrid is such a um it's a very short word but hybrid can mean anything from coming in once a month once a week once a year once a it, it, it's so vague and so with people wanting to show up more it's a case of you can still do the same things that you used to do i'm sure your manager doesn't know everything you used to do so once a week send them a 
an email going, hey, here's my successes, here's my losses. And so your manager knows or whatever their preferred communication style is. Um, you definitely have some people who are like, no, my boss likes email or a spreadsheet or numbers or like a pretty canvas or whatever it might be. Communicate. If you don't know what your manager's expectations are, you kind of have to ask and then fit in with that. And as far as the networking part of it is concerned, I know some people who thrived over the last three years networking remotely. Um, they're like, oh, I have this collaboration, I'm doing this, I'm doing this other thing. And we're human. We all do like that in-person interaction. But what I've seen also is a lot of organizations being like, we're all coming back in. We're going to do an employee appreciation day, which is wonderful. And then they shove every last thing they can possibly find into this two days to the point that I spoke at one event where they didn't really get lunch because someone was speaking at them while they ate lunch during their employee appreciation day. And there was no bathroom breaks. Okay, so aside from places that violate the Geneva Convention, <laughs> what are you, because that sounds truly awful. I wanna go back to something that you said, which I think is really important. Kevin and I have talked on many an occasion in the long distance books about ethical visibility, this notion of you have to be visible to your manager and to your teammates, right? People have to know what you're doing and it allows you to get the reward and recognition that you need. And, and you said something that is a blinding flash of the obvious, but also people don't always heed, which is this notion of how does your man, how will your manager know how you're doing, right? Because they have to do performance reviews and they have to do stuff. Right? Yeah. <laughs> as managers, yeah. how, what are you finding works successfully? If, if you are not fond of tooting your own horn and you're, you know, and you're, you want to be from home more often than not, what kinds of things are managers worried about? And what are you seeing people do that allows them to successfully make their case and stay on the radar? Data. Data is key. Anytime a, uh, a client, a co-worker, a insert blank here, says something nice about you or the work that you've done or how you've helped them, pass that along. Also, keep a copy of it. So when it comes to your annual review, you have it. Um, once a week, do a review. What have your successes been? We're really bad because we're so stuck in the weeds of just getting things done. And it is hard to celebrate your wins. Just go and look at your calendar, see how many meetings you had, what projects you finished, how or how what progress you made in the projects, and write those down. Keep a little a file, keep a notebook, keep a OneNote, like Evernote, insert note here. And you'll be amazed when you start going back and reviewing that like once a month. Oh man, I did all of these things. I didn't realize that. Because we forget, like I can tell you what I ate last Tuesday. Like I don't know. But if you have that written down, or voicemails, if that works better for you you then have that data to go ahead and use that for promotion to use that to say look at all the stuff that i did and honestly for yourself it's really important for you to acknowledge what you've done and sometimes it's really hard because you're just trying to get through each and every day and so for example one thing i i teach my clients is i and those of you who get to see video will see this i have a box if you're british you'll know what this is if you're not british you're going to be very confused and in this box i'm supposed to once a week go through and be like things i've achieved and it doesn't have to be like i saved the world 
it can be I managed to do eight back-to-back meetings without crying like whatever it is that means success for you it is very very personal then go ahead and put that in the box and then New Year's Eve or when you're having a bad day open that box and kind of look at it and look at all the things that you've got and um it will cheer you up shocking uh, yeah and it i mean you know keeping the sweets box full of stuff is is lovely i simply have a folder in my outlook and when somebody says thank you so much or they send me a note just gets copied over there and i have it right so when i have and of course we are very good here because kevin is a terrific manager we have regular conversations about performance right it's not like okay we talked about goals in january and now it's november and you have to dance for grandma and prove your prove your value this is an ongoing conversation in our world which is also part of the thing right is this ongoing conversation and keeping people in the loop instead of having to save everything up and then you know justify your very existence yes very much so and and that calls into play the company culture are they doing regular checkups or is it the annual review that everyone hates um building that relationship with your manager putting time on their calendar and you could just be chat or like what have i done this or people talk about like roses and thorns like what are my two roses and what is my one thorn and what's holding me back or what do i need help with um, the more you communicate with your leader, the more they'll get to know you and your style and what works for you and what doesn't. And this is also for introverts, to be fair, how you can set your boundaries. It's like, I, I haven't been able to work on this project because I've just been in useless meetings. Okay, maybe don't say useless meetings for the past three days. Can I get a two hour block of time where I can put do not disturb and not be like not have blowback for it helping you set boundaries and then your productivity will get better your work will get better they'll understand how you work and why you work that way yeah there's so many little things that can be done outside of the company culture itself but at the end of the day knowing what your manager is looking for and what their manager is looking for is really important so you can hit those targets whatever it is that your boss has to do and show and prove that they're worth you need to help them get there and if they don't communicate that to you, you have to you know, poke the bear and ask. A couple of things to what you just said. One is, and I cannot stress this enough, and I, I hope that you would agree with me, the single most powerful thing you can do to save your sanity is when you get that eighth meeting invitation is just start asking do I really need to be there? And I'm serious as a heart attack. This isn't a whiny, eh, I don't want to go to the meeting kind of thing. This is, you have tasked me with doing X amount of work. How does this meeting fit into the priorities? It's a very simple question. And it takes a certain amount of chutzpah, courage, whatever, ver- <laughs> you know, whatever noun you want to apply to it. But... It's incredibly powerful and saves your sanity more often than not. Um, the, the second thing kind of ties to the last question that I want to ask you, which is, you know, this return to office means that some people are deciding to change jobs and people are being hired into hybrid work situations. And it's really critical that if you don't want to be horribly disappointed, 
that you get definition on what does hybrid mean and what how do you have that negotiation what does that look like when you are in the application you know you've gotten to the interview stage for the job honestly it should be before that it should be in the job description but that wasn't the question you asked me so <laughs> yeah well you know <laughs> in a perfect world <laughs> so it's a case of okay if it's a new role that's been created and no one's ever had it before like question is how do you see a hybrid working for this in this role what is the hybrid requirement for this role what has the hybrid requirement been in the past or what it would would it look like in the future maybe what the hybrid requirement is for the department and and also question why because there's definitely some organizations that are just like oh you have to be here two days a week why because like if there's a good reason it's like well because we have team meetings and we do this collaborative thing where we do board and, and whatever and it's something that specifically cannot be done online great if they're just like because figure out if that's something that you are okay with and also ask has this changed recently and do you think this will change in the future because i've definitely had a lot of people who have signed up for a hybrid role been told it's one day a week and then as soon as they're in the door and sign that contract all of a sudden it's like well actually such and such is going on maternity leave so you need to be here like three days a week and that's not what they signed up for it's not what they wanted but they've got a job so they're like sitting up and shutting up um so very much ask and ask what happens if it changes how much advance notice would happen a lot of organizations don't have these things in place because they are muddying through but it, it should give the hr something to think about and that you're serious about what it is you want from a role i i, I love the, the the lovely british british term muddying up because basically we are all making this up as we go which is an amazingly terrific opportune time to create your own path since the current path is a little oh read it over at the moment. Janice, it is always so good to talk to you. I am delighted to have you with us. Uh, I am going to remove you from the room uh, while I say our goodbyes. Yes, I know. If you are, and you should be, interested in learning more about Janice and what she does, we will have links to her LinkedIn and the Career Introvert and other things in our uh, show notes, which are found at longdistanceworklife.com. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, you listen to podcasts or you wouldn't be here, you know the drill. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends. Uh, Marissa has done yeoman service in just barely a year. We have passed our 5,000th download, which is ridiculous. Uh, but thank you all for that. Uh, we are starting a series of regular uh, segments on the show, including pet peeves and questions that you have about remote working. So we urge you to send those in to us. You can find either Marissa or I on LinkedIn, or you can email us uh, at Kevin Eikenberry Group. And we are delighted if you are interested in team culture and figuring out how to structure your team our new book, The Long Distance Team, Designing Your Team for Everyone's Success, is out in the world. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, for heaven's sake, uh, check out past episodes on longdistanceworklife.com. My name is Wayne Tremell. Don't let the weasels get you down.